Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. And we should say thank you uh, to Nono-chan for that rousing rendition of... Uh, I can't remember the name of that song, but we did it in our pre-basho episode, Sumo we'll Just call it Hakioi. Well, <laughs> yes. And what a great way to set the scene for what was an incredibly exciting day 15 of the Natsu Basho taking place in Tokyo. This is day 15. We are Sumo Mainichi. I'm Dave. I'm here with Amy. Hello. It's a big one. Uh, in Tokyo today, 22 degrees Celsius, 71 degrees Fahrenheit and cloudy. Very, very pleasant night mm. for all of these people heading home from the Kokugikan, uh, heading out to bars, clubs. Yep. Just to decompress from yep. this big day of sumo. A few rikishi going and having some beers, I reckon, going out on the town perhaps. And why not? Because this basho has been pretty crazy. There's been a lot of a lot of things happening, and that's an understatement. And we're going to tell you about all the action on day 15. Before we start, I did just want to say that you can support the Sumo Mainichi podcast. We have a Sumo Mainichi Sake Fund. It's through PayPal. And our uh, email address for that is sumomainichi at gmail.com. You can also send us an email, but if you'd like to... <laughs> Uh, send us some support via PayPal. You can do that. And there would be a link in the, our bio, yeah, there I imagine, is. for that. Yes. I think there is. I think I set it up a bit ago. If you can't find it, I can send it to you. <laughs> We're not very good you, at this side no, of things, are we? No. You don't, it doesn't have to be a whole bottle of sake. Uh, it can be a sip. It can be a cup. We uh, appreciate all support gratefully. You don't have to support as well. That's absolutely fine. Your listening is support enough. So thank you very much for that. Uh, I would like to say thank you to people who already have. So Robbie, who has been a long time listener, we're very appreciative. He gave us a very generous donation towards the Sake Fund and please, um, Please know that we're drinking sake in <laughs> we are <laughs> in homage to you Robbie thank you so much it's lovely Daniel Jane Haresh ongoing monthly support that's a way you can do it on PayPal I didn't even yeah, know Yeah I didn't know that either Thank you and very generous. Now, you made two donations. Please let us know if one was a mistake and <laughs> we, we can all, refund it. No, we, I think we can just send Anne a bottle of sake. <laughs> I think so. Peter, Michael, Fran, and Lizzie, thank you so much for yours as well. So that's on PayPal, sumomanichi.com. No, I can't even get it right. Sumomanichi <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> all right, let's get into the action. John Akuchi. So today we did our usual Jurio commentary. And because there are a couple of playoffs at the end, we got to commentate them and it was an absolute joy, wasn't it? What a treat. And just hanging with the best sumo people out there. Yeah, this I, I very much enjoy our commentary sessions. So John Akuchi, there was a playoff between four guys on six and one, Yamato, Tanji, Arise and Kazakino. First of all, Tanji V, Kazakino. Kazakeno, he came out on top. Yamato versus Arise. And now this was pretty full on because Yamato, he won with the biggest Ashitori we've ever seen. So a full leg pickup. 
Well, it was a full leg pickup, but just the duration of this Ashitori, <laughs> it took my breath away. Yeah, he had to, his opponent, Arise, had to hop across the whole doya while he just committed to the thigh. Oh he just held the thigh up really high for Yam- a long time, Yamato. Yamato is not a, a big rikishi either. So if it was this or nothing, I felt. Kazukeno, it came down to him, V, Yamato. And Yamato, he was so committed to the Ashitori, he tried it again. But Kazukeno, and he said this in his. John Okuchi, you show winner interview. He was ready for it. He'd seen him do it already and he was able to cartwheel Yamato down. Three separate Ashitori attempts from Yamato <laughs> in that one. I admire his resolve. <laughs> he really tried. So Kazukeno, well done for your John Okuchi, you show. Then we had the Johnny Dunn playoff. There were two guys on seven and zero. Kota Debakari from Sadogatake. He is Kota Shoho's brother, 18 years old, and Hanafusa from Nishono Zekibeya, 19 years old. And it was Kota Tebakari who came out on top. It was quite a hard fought. Yeah, wasn't about, it? Wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, um, Kota Tebakari really impressed me with his intensity in this bout. He went he's, so He's not well. a big guy. No, he's not. No. Not yet. <laughs> he, I mean, he was kind of buff, but he's not huge. He's yeah. slim, buff, not a... Traditional sumo body, I guess, in inverted commas. Um, But we're sure to see great sumo from him in the future. And I have to thank Matt, one of our listeners, for the term (laughs) Kodashore bro (laughs) to describe Kodatebakari. I really like that. Thanks for that. So that's Johnny Dunn, Jonokuchi Dunn. We already knew Sun Dunme and Makushita. So let's move on to Cheerio. So we'll do a quick recap. Obviously, if you joined us for our live coverage uh, earlier in the day, you will, this will be old news to you. The good news from a programming perspective was that all three Yusho hopefuls had to take on Nanashaw Nanahai or 7-7 Rikishi. So everyone had a lot to play for today, but we'll take you through how this played out. We had Nishiki Fuji and Keishaw first. Nishiki Fuji landed the pushes then slapped Keishaw down. So Nishiki Fuji moves to 11 and 4. Keishaw, unfortunately, Makakoshi, 7 and 8. Uh, next Yusho hopeful was Daimami. He was up against Nanashaw Nanahai Rikishi Shimazu Umi. Daimami applied the full body to Shimazu Umi and bodied him out. He joins Nishiki Fuji on 11 4 and forces a playoff. Unfortunately for Shimizu Umi, Makakoshi, seven and eight. Tsurugisho, he was the third Rikishi who could join the other two in that mm. playoff against Hiroda Umi. Hiroda Umi, though, he was one of the Nanasho Nanahai Rikishi who stood up today. He mounted a great defense, took Tsurugisho over the bales. Kachikoshi for Hiroda Umi, and unfortunately, Tsurugisho out of the playoff. So that takes us to the final bout. And we had to go through, we had to wait quite a while for this, didn't we? Yeah, all of these three were earlier. Well, the Tsurugisho one was later, but the Nishiki Fuji and the Daimami were in, right in the middle. And we had to wait a long time. We had to wait for the Jonokuchi yeah. and Johnny Dunn playoffs. And then finally... Nishiki Fuji and Daimami took the stage. Nishiki Fuji moved forward powerfully, got a good pull, uh, kept his feet underneath himself, took Daimami down. Nishiki Fuji for the win. Yusho. Huge for him, Nishiki Fuji. He just looked so chuffed with this. His interview, his Yusho interview was lovely. He really does seem to be a, a charming 
guy he spoke about um, the three guys coming in on this final day and how, you know, he was going to try his best, of course. And it's a big win for Isagahama and it means that there's some good vibes in that stable coming into the day and they've already picked up a, a Jurio win, so huge for him. So we did decide to give out our usual Jurio Awards, Sumo Manichi special prizes for Jurio because they don't get any. They get plenty in Makuchi, but we love to talk about Jurio as well. The first one we gave out was the Rising from the Swamp Award. Now, this is a Rikishi who um, is down low and does very, very well. So they're rising up. And today we gave it to Churunaumi. Yeah, well done, Churunaumi. He was all the way down at Jurio 14 and uh Got a very, very solid nine and six. He did. It's not like usually you need to get to 10 for a special prize, but with the Sumo Manichi special prizes, we're free and easy with them and we just like to reward good sumo. Exactly right. We, we don't care about the conventions of sumo awards. We do what we like. Uh, the Super Sake Champion of Tomorrow. Well, this was an easy choice, wasn't it? A tummy Fuji. Yeah, he's so great. The boy from Isagahama. He's 19 years old and he has powered up to Jurio. This is his second uh, basho here. He did go seven and eight in his first. We've wiped that from our memory and we will eternally remember his 10-5 uh, <laughs> this time around at Jurio 12. He got a win today against Hidna Umi, who's Jurio 1. Yeah, it was a good win. Really good win. So that's why we gave him the Rising Champion, the Champion of Tomorrow Award. So the Don't Let the Sun Go Down on You Award, we've given this out quite a few times. It's when you're an established rikishi and you're just, you're just going for it. You're just keeping on going and we gave it this time to Tokushoryu. Yeah, well, I mean, Tokushoryu had a very uh, encouraging start to this basho. It ended on a bit of a flat note. He lost the last three days. But I do feel, and I don't want to harp on about it, but Kidnawaka's hanker on day 14. Yep. Really. No, no, it was no good. Dog act. Dog act. And it just took the shine off what was a very good uh, Tokushoryu basho. So congratulations, Tokushoryu. The Sumo Manichi Encouragement Award. We don't want this all to be about achieving. Sometimes we want it to be about just having a real tough time of it. And this time around, it was Chio Arashi who that happened to. So in November last year, he was in Makushita. He went 5-2. He came up to Jurio. He went 6-9. He dropped back down. He came up again this time around. And look, he went 4-11. Yeah, well, he had a worse time this, uh, this go. Mm -hmm. But this award is meant to buoy you up. It's yep. meant to, uh, you know, encourage you as you prepare for July yeah, and we've we heard that previously this gives you a real boost. Yeah, we believe in you, Chiorashi. We give you a uh, karaoke, uh, what do you call it? Voucher. Voucher. He gets to go and sing his favourite uh, karaoke song of choice. That can't help but buoy your spirits. Absolutely. Bit of chunko, voucher as well. He can do whatever he wants in between and just come back with renewed enthusiasm. Absolutely. Well, that's it. Let's move on to the top Division. Yeah, well, let's talk about the special prizes. They were given out today, no Gino Show, I should say, right up the top, no technique prize. 
Mm. I think I'm going to talk about that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, please I'll, do. I'll, I'll put that off. Sadhana Umi, he gets the Kantosho, the Fighting Spirit Prize. Could not agree more. <laughs> Very up with that. It's his second time getting that. Very cool. Takanosho and Daesho getting the Shukuncho, the Outstanding Performance Prize. Great stuff. So for Takanosho, it's his first time ever, which is little bit surprising. Well, I'm a bit surprised by that, but he, he was Sanyaku for a while. Mm. I think he's got the Kanto show before. I know I've seen he's got a special prize before, but um, first time for the Shukun show, Daya show, it's his fifth time. I'm a little bit torn about these awards. Not giving out the technique prize feels punitive. Mm-hmm. Feels like they're disappointed. Slap JSA. in the face. Slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. But can I contrast that by going, I like that there were no if wins oh, yeah, in the yeah, prizes. Because yeah. yeah. to me, you know, you've done the work. It shouldn't come down to a win on day 15. It's so funny because we've always been against if win. Then in previous Basho when we've been giving out the Sumo Manichi Jurio special prizes, we've been like, ooh, should it be if win? And then we gave out one if lose. <laughs> <Remember> the last <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gave out the encouragement mm. prize if lose. So maybe we're the problem. Yeah, we are part of the problem. I won't say we are the problem, but we are part of it. I like to see no if wins this time, but I do. I I really do have something to say about the Gino show. Do you want to save it? Let's save it till later when it comes Let's up. Let's move on. Let's do it. All right. The first bout of Makuchi in the final day of this Natsu Basho 2022 was Chiataru and Nishi Kigi. Chiataru showed some strong form out of the touchy eye. But Nishikigi kept driving forward against the tide and just took Chiataru across the bales, Yorikiri and Kachikoshi. It was for Nishikigi. Love to see it. He's our first 7-7 Rikishi and we saw the uh, power and motivation of that score. Nishikigi, he didn't let Chiataru's forward movement phase him. It's a little bit weird this time around in Makuchi. Usually we see heaps of 7 sevens, but this time it's played out that there are no seven-seven matchups between two and very few Rikishi on seven and seven at all. In Mm. fact, the other ones, Abi and Takakesho, there's really not many. And sometimes we see up to, you know, five or six, seven. (laughs) To not have a single Nanashaw or Nanahai matchup, it feels hollow. (laughs) It does, but Nishikigi today, eight and seven. Kachikoshi for him, congratulations. Chiataru, he's eight and seven as well. Okunumi and Meisei. Meisei was intent on the shove. He tried to get the easy win here, but Okunumi allowed himself to be taken back to the bales and then he stood very firm. Meisei tried another angle. He loves the angles, but again, Okunumi, he showed excellent defence and then he was able to roll Meisei down. Uwatanage, I guess... The moral of the story is don't underestimate Okunumi. Well, that's a very good uh, story to tell children, I think. Um, <laughs> a picture book needs to be written yeah. about this. <laughs> Okunumi just rode the wave of Meisei's enthusiasm really, really well here. And what a great way to finish this basho for Okunumi. At Maegashira 10, finishes with five and a row on 9-6. Meisei still finding his feet after that big fall from Sanyaku. Yeah, not sure what happens here for him now in the future. I'm, I'm really interested to see. But I'm sure he would have liked this 8-7 better than that uh, 1-14 <laughs> at Maegashira 3 last Fire time. Out. A winning record is a winning record. So Okunumi finishes on 9-6, and six, may say 8-7. and seven. 
Midori Fuji up next against Toshinoshin. Toshinoshin, he powered forward, drove Midori Fuji back with two big hits under the chin. But what have you got there, Toshinoshin? A shoulder? <laughs> Be a pity if someone swung you down by it after such a good start. This is exactly what Midori Fuji did. A big katasukashi. I mean, it's almost like a joke now. Yeah. I mean, this is where I start my Ginosho rant. I, mm. I think... I wonder what needs to happen for Technique Prize. I know that sometimes it can be a commitment to one Kimarite and sometimes it can be a real um, mash-up of a whole lot of stuff and finding a win where you can with a, a different yeah. Kimarite. But I, I do feel like Midori Fuji at least made a strong showing for the Gino show this time I, around. I completely agree. I think this was his fourth Katasukashi. Yes. But his mastery of this technique... And also a non-reliance on this technique, I think, is what is very impressive to me. It's not a crutch for him. It's not like he needs to do it. It's just a very, very dangerous weapon that he holds. I think so. I mean, maybe there's something that you have to get to to double figures. So he ended on 9-6, but he had Shitate Nage, Skui Nage, mm. Uwate Dashi Nage. Mm. He, Hataki Komi, I mean, that doesn't really wow. add to it. <laughs> and then the four Kataskashi, I mean... For me, if you can take a 9-6 and maybe you can't, maybe that's the cutoff rule, Midori Fuji, for me, he made a huge case for the Ginosho. Well, why don't we just do it and say he got the honorary Ginosho here? And that means a lot more to me than any of the prizes that JSA gives out. <laughs> Midori <laughs> totally. Fuji, congratulations. You're the winner of the Sumo Mainichi Honorary Ginosho Technique Prize. We'll send you a T-shirt. Has anybody got his address? <laughs> Isagahama, we need it. <laughs> Nine and six, Midori Fuji. Tochinoshin, eight and seven. Kodoshoho, he's seen his brother come through with the goods today and he comes up against Aoyama now, but Aoyama, he wasn't keen to do that much work today. He hankered and then he shoved Kodoshoho down to the dirt. No respect. Looked very fierce today, mm. Aoyama. A hanker? From Aoyama? Did you think it was? Absolutely. Yeah. But it was one of these like poorly executed hankers where it just didn't work. <laughs> Kodosho Hall responded really, really quickly, did well to stay up, but um, yeah, Aoyama just had the uh, position here. Look, Aoyama, 10-5. I mean, should he have got the Gino show? No. I want to go back and look at his. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, look, I mean, his sumo has been solid without setting the world on fire, Aoyama. 10-5. and five, it's a big effort, but he's a rikishi who's really fighting below his level. Mm. Um, That's true. And he will, he obviously he will do um, well when he's down this far. Um, when he's been down here before, he was at Maigashira 12 back in March, 2021. He went 11-4. He got Jun Yusho, Kanto Shaw. Mm. So he does well down here, but I don't know what the future is in terms of Aoyama, it's probably seeing out his career in the middle Maegashira ranks. Kodoshoho, though, finished uh, at Maegashira 9, 6 and 9. Looks a bit iffy. Well, he a lost, bit iffy. He lost six of the last seven. Yeah. yeah he couldn't quite find form no, there at the end. but I still think he's in a rebuilding phase after that injury from uh, March last year where he pulled out on day three. The future, who knows. Kodoshoho 6-9, Aoyama 10 and 5. Up next, we had Azamaru against Teretsuyoshi. Now, Teretsuyoshi, he was inspired. <laughs> he 
wasn't by, he? He was inspired by Yamato's effort in the John Akuchi playoff earlier. And I think he took personal affront to the fact that we said that was the biggest Ashitori we've seen. Because here Teretsuyoshi goes straight for the leg of Azamaru, hops him back and over the bales. Uh, big Ashitori. Yeah. I thought exactly the same. He had the eyeballs on that playoff and he was like, that's my move. How dare you? I'll show you who can get the best. Azumaru, he hopped him back, I don't know, three or four hops. That's a lot of hops. Azumaru just seeing out this one on five and ten. He knows it's not his time (laughs) to stay in (laughs) Makuchi. He will gladly free up a spot and go back to that much easier Jirio. Thank you very much. But Teretsuyoshi as well, Magashira 8, he's going to drop down a lot at 5 and 10. This Ashitori was fine, but, you know, I didn't see much else of interest. I, I love your conflicted relationship with Teretsuyoshi, can I say. Yeah. I, I feel that you are completely neutral with him. Yeah. You call the good stuff when you see it, you call the bad stuff. There's no emotional connection. And I feel that if people want an honest assessment of Teretsuyoshi's mm. sumo, you can't go past your assessment. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I liked how he did this today. I mean, I thought it was well pulled off. Yeah, I was. thought it was brave. <laughs> I I thought it really was a direct uh, correlation between this and the John Akuchi playoff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, did I enjoy it? Not that much. Five, <laughs> ten. No emotional connection. That's why it's so good. <laughs> He's five and ten as well. Kagiyaki came up against Kotoeko and... There's a few tired guys on day 15, it has to be <laughs> yeah. said. And Kotoeko, he might be one of them. He was totally blasted out by Kagiyaki. It was a Tsukidashi win for Kagiyaki. Yeah, it was really straightforward, wasn't it? And a disappointing end to yeah. Kotoeko's basho. He had a promising start, Kotoeko. He was four and two on day six and then went on to only get two wins out of his last nine bouts. You know, at day six, I was loading up the MP3. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought, here we go. We're going to hear it. We did not hear the Kotoeko theme song. Both of these rikishi end up on six and nine. Kagiaki certainly now sliding back to Jirio. Yep. Next bout of the day was Takara Fuji and Kotokuzan, another couple of tired boys yeah. on day 15. And Takara Fuji, I can relate to that feeling <laughs> a lot. Kotokuzan came out with more fire today than I think we've seen yeah, all Basho. he wasn't phoning it in at all, was he? No. He really, really tried. I was expecting it, yeah. but he was on fire today. <laughs> totally agree. His his attacks forced Takara Fuji back. Kotokuzan kept working away, but Takara Fuji, he used his body well, and I think used his experience well here, gradually backing Kotokuzan to the Tawara and taking him over, Yori Kitty. Yep, ultimately Takara Fuji with the win and the Takara Fuji fan club we saw in the audience today. It was a it was a group of, let's admit it, mostly older ladies, yeah. but they love Takara Fuji and they had a whole lot of uh, banners up. They were all sitting together and they loved this win. So... You know, maybe Takara Fuji, when he can't go home, he's got somewhere to go. Well, I think he'd have somewhere to stay. (laughs) Uh, The big question that comes out of this bout is how do we get involved with this group of older women? I want to be in the Takara Fuji (laughs) fan club so much. I'm only in my mid-40s, but I'm I'm in. (laughs) So we all get the win today. Yep. (laughs) Them, me, Takara Fuji, he's 4 and 11. (laughs) Kotokuzan, he is... Two and 13, and that's a 
absolutely dead set certain return to Jurio. Yutakiyama and Tobizaru up next. Magashira 14v5. Tobizaru, can he muster enough for a win today? Well, he got worked over by Yutakiyama off the touch. Yeah, he looked in trouble. I don't know here how he hung on. He had one arm locked around Yutakiyama's and eventually Yutakiyama, even though I thought he seemed to have the upper hand. He moved himself around to be on the edge and Tobizaro, his just continual movement and assaults, stepped Itakiyama over the bales. I mean, I don't want to go on about Tobizaro, but this was very strong. Go on Sumo, about him. I liked it. He stayed nice and close, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yep. Tobizaro is not afraid of hard work. Yep. Which I think for one of these meme lord rikishi is the thing that's impressed me most is that Yutakiyama's a hard opponent for him, I would say. He just gets in there and works. He's not looking for looking for something cute or cheap. Yep. He wants to win it properly, and he did that today. Look, it's been an up-and-down affair for Toby mm. Zaru, this basho. He had a horror seven-loss streak here, but he finishes positively with the last two days a, a win. And he finishes on seven and eight at Maegashira five. I think that's a pretty good result. I agree. I mean, I can't quite get a read on what everyone thinks about Toby Zaru at the moment. He was sort of so much in the public spotlight and now I feel like he's faded away a little bit with some other storylines. So I'm keen to hear what other people think of him, but he's just impressed us so much other a previous basho and again this time around, even though he finishes on seven and eight. It's just been a good showing for me. It has. So Yutakiyama finishes at Maegashira 14 on six and nine. Yutakiyama, he continues to post these six, nine, seven, eights and the occasional eight, seven down at these lower Maegashira ranks. He's just post that injury, mm. just hasn't looked as comfortable. I mean, um, that was September 2020 where he went out injured. And prior to that, he was looking quite comfortable up in those higher ranks, but just still... The arms. The arms. Yeah, there's you can't just, push forward. Yeah, there's something still going on with him. Um, if it was psychological, I'd say that a drop down to, like maybe with a 6-9 at Magashira 14, drop him down, get him motivated again, come up. But if it's injury, it's it's I, nothing like I that I wonder. Simple. I mean, it's been two, you know, let's say 18 months since that injury. It's probably enough time to heal, but it doesn't seem that he's got that strength back. Mm. He's a real question mark for me, Yutakiyama. Yep. Um, we're big fans of his sumo yep. and wanted to see him do better than this. He'll he'll hang around in Makuchi with this result, but, yeah, what does the future hold? Yutakiyama finishes on six and nine. Tobizaru, a heroic seven and eight. <laughs> it was. He is a hero. Sadanumi up next against Takanosho. Oh, boy. It's getting real right now. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, you go from the Tobizaru Yutakiyama, have some fun out there, boys. You've both got your Makakoshi too. This is crucial for the Yusho race. Straight out of the touchy eye, Sadanumi found a belt grip on the back of Takanosho's belt. And this was so important because as Takanosho drove Sadanumi back, Sadanumi was able to twist Takanosho around his body as he approached. They both crashed out over the Tawara but Sadanumi, he was just more in control here. He was able to hold himself up long enough. Takanosho out. Sukuinage, beltless, arm through. Yeah, it was so cool because he he kind of pulled himself out of the throw. He exited. I'm trying to do it now with my body. He went under 
Takanoto's arm as he threw him, which was such an excellent move. He's so good at the edge, Sadanoumi. We talked before this bout earlier in the day a lot about this fast Sadanoumi versus the stable but fast off the touchy eye Takanosho and who would yeah. prevail and how. And we've seen it play out before our eyes and it was Sadanoumi jumping back on the doyo after this bout with a real a big exhale, a bit of a victory face. I loved this moment. Like, you know, uh, Sadanoumi isn't in the Yusho race, really. Well, well moving to 11, is. he is. By 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 beating Takanosho, he, as we say sometimes, takes control of yeah. his future. His so future, if Turner Fuji loses now, these two are in the yeah, race. playoff. Um, but I think his victory happened. 11-4 from Maegashira, 12. He's, some would say he's in the twilight of his career, mm. but just such life-affirming sumo from mm. Sadanumi this time around. I'm getting a lot of joy. I think in this day and age, you know, I don't know if I'm getting too heavy here, but with the pandemic and everything, you look for little moments of yeah. joy where you can find them. And Sadanumi, he has brought me joy this basho. And to think we used to refer to Sadanumi as the second saddest <laughs> man in sumo. <laughs> That's a real throwback. It was yeah. Sadna Fuji who was the first. He retired like when we first started watching maybe. And yeah, he was the saddest man in sumo. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But now he's glad Noomi. Oh. There's a good, actually, sumo punks have done yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen theirs. Yeah, they're very good with that. Yeah. Um, Osho would be kicking himself a bit here. Yeah. Because this was his yeah. chance to put his stamp on this Yusho race and go, yep. you have to beat me. Yep. Uh, yeah, but just Sadanumi just had the answers today. Yeah. Takanosho, he exited very quickly down the Hanamichi. Mm. We barely saw him. He did watch the replay and then hoofed it out of there. He's 11 and 4. Same score as Sadanumi, so they need to hang around now and wait for the Yokozuna to fight and uh, Daesho might join them as well on that score. Next up, we had Magashira for Endo versus Miyogiryu. Miyogiryu, he nearly took Endo back and over straight after the touchy eye. He stopped the Maimawashi grip from Endo, but then they locked up. Endo had the left hand inside. Miyogiryu had the left hand as well. And then as Miyogiryu initiated, he raced forward, but Endo absolutely yeeted him to the left <laughs> with the belt grip, just chucked him out of there. Yeah, Endo, the escape <laughs> artist today. Miyokiri was all over him, really, yeah, wasn't he? That's right. Uh, just Endo has that sixth sense and you forget he's such a technician, Endo, yeah. that he can do this kind of sumo. If he could do this 15 days in a row, yeah. he would be unstoppable. It's our frustration always with Endo. Uh, Why can't he do this over yeah. and over? He finishes here on seven and eight at Magashira 4. It's not a bad result it's for him. It's fine. 6 and 9 at Magashira 12. He'll just, just occupy that uh, lower Magashira space. It, look, it's not a bad result for Mjogiryu <laughs> when um, I say that 6-9, it's the best result he's had since his 11 oh. for Junyusho and Ginosho in September 2021. Okay. It's been a hard time for Mjogiryu. 6-9, probably in the wash-up, is not too bad for him these days. Next up, we had Ichiyamamoto and Tamawashi. Boy, this is too ricochet. I never thought about them fighting each no, other. No, not really. 
Ich Yamamoto, I noticed as they were preparing for this, he was absolutely crowding the Shikiri-sen as they got ready. Uh, but when they went, it was Tamawashi who absolutely ran this bout. He got under Ichiyamamoto's attacks, attacked high, and then just swatted Ichiyamamoto to his side, closed in for the kill. Tsukidashi win for Tamawashi. Mm, it was another bout like the Daesho one with Ichiyamamoto where he would have loved to come out on top because they have a similar style. He knows what they're going to do. But another I feel where he shows his inexperience, Ichiyamamoto, yeah. or rather maybe Tamawashi and Daesho in the other one showed their experience because their Tsupari is just um, better. <laughs> well, it's a bit more consistent, It's I consistent. Think. They know that they have to push to the side, this angling uh, angling shoves are really important and Tamawashi, he just knows where to place his shoves and he he came out with the win. Tamawashi, nine and six, Ichiyamamoto, he's already got his kachikoshi. He would have loved a few more wins but it wasn't to be his eight and seven. Hokuto Fuji came up next against Oho. Hokuto Fuji, he moved to the side at the Tachiai and it looked like Oho's attacks were landing better. So Hokuto Fuji, he took the chance to get close. He knew he couldn't continue to get attacked like that. The left hand on the inside, the right hand on the belt, used a hug attack. Not always his preferred method, but today he was able to take Oho back and out. Yeah, it was just too much pressure from Hokuto Fuji today. So Hokuto Fuji with that win finishes at 5 and 10 at Maegashira 3. Mm. Mm. I do think some time in the middle ranks will serve Hokuto Fuji well. Yeah, I guess so. If you had to think about where you'd want him to be with his form at the moment, maybe just a little bit of easier stuff might be better. Yeah, I think so. Now, Orho finishes the Basho on six and nine. Look, he's 22 years old. Yep. He is absolutely overachieving for his age. This is his second Basho at Makuchi, but it's his second Makakoshi. Yep. At that division. Yeah. And really, it was only his uh, big effort, 10-5 at Jurio 1 in March, that will leave him probably still in Makuchi with a 6-9 yep. result at Magashira 14. He's a bit of a I can't get a read on him I can't get a read on him. He's, he's kind of too big and um, maybe not... He's not hard enough. I hard think. enough. That's yeah. right. I was going to say toned, but it's it's not as physical, is it? It's kind of a combination it's of the physical and mental. Absolutely. He just backs off a little bit too much, or he, he tries to push and it doesn't work. There's something that's not happening for him. So and, I'm quite content for him to keep trying. And it was contrasted today against Hokuto Fuji's killer instinct, which you yeah. know comes and goes because the body <laughs> yeah. can't quite, quite keep up with that instinct. But Hokuto Fuji has it. So Hokuto Fuji finishes on 5 and 10, Magashira 3, Oho 6 and 9 at Magashira 14. Magashira 6, Wakamoto Haru was up next against Magashira 2, Kodonawaka. I really appreciated Wakamoto Haru's laser-like stare at the Tachiya. You commented on this. Yeah, yeah. He was really giving it to Kodonawaka. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> I mean, Kodonawaka has achieved a lot of this battle, yeah. so and he's up at Magashira too. Yep. So to give it to him, by all means. They, yeah, there was a lot behind those stairs. But when they got going, it was all Kotonawaka. He drove forward hard and gave Wakamoto Haru absolutely no space to move. This was a comprehensive Yorikini win. I thought Kotonawaka was really, really 
quick yeah. off the touch yard today. And maybe that's Wakamoto Haru's weakness or one of them. I mean, we're really yet to to see his weaknesses play out as he gets higher and higher. But the quick start, it could be one of them. We'll find out over time. But today he was denied his 10th win. We would have loved to see Wakamoto Haru in double digits. It wasn't to be Kodnawaka, though. At Magashira 2 and 9 6, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, this has been a roller coaster ride. He's pulled it back, hasn't he? He certainly has. After that amazing start where he just slayed his way through the Sanyaku, took a few losses, but finishes so positively on 9 and 6. Wakamoto Haru, 9 and 6 as well. Yep. Let's give it up. Where's he going to go? 6 2 3. I think I would like to see him at Magashira 4. Oh, yeah. Not too much. Gradually. Don't overachieve. Gradually. Mm-hmm. We'll see when we do. Guess the Bansuke. Takeyasu next against Chiyo Shoma. Now there's one final day for a Henka. Is he going to do it? <laughs> he does do a Mata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should um, we have flailing? a... Maybe we should have a Mata competition next maybe. time. Maybe. How many Jeez. T-shirts have we got in the warehouse? <laughs> <sighs> Not that many. <laughs> he went back. And then he didn't hanker again. So we've had one Chiyoshoma hanker this basho. So that's incredible. That's incredible. Now, you said to me during this bout, I'm going to explain what happens in a bit, but you said to me that you were really coming to enjoy Chiyoshoma as a rikishi. Well, tell me about that. I can't tell whether the Chiyoshoma hanker becoming a meme thing made me really focus on his sumo, but... Yeah, I've come to really appreciate what he does. Mm. And he has been one of these rikishi for me who I haven't had great feelings about, just Mm. neutral feelings. But he's so good. He's a technician who does good sumo almost all of the time, but just doesn't get many wins. Yeah. Well, yeah, so... Let me explain about this bout. Takiyasu, he was looking straight away for the right hand on the belt. He reached down and forward. He nabbed the hold and then he was able to swing Chiyoshoma down almost straight away. So it was a loss for Chiyoshoma, but I agree that we've seen him do some great sumo this time around. I want to, I, I, I agree, but let's shift our focus to Takiyasu. Sure, sure, sure. Because this was a a positive way for Takiyasu to finish this basho that's had some ups and downs, mostly downs, <laughs> but Takiyasu finishes winning four out of the last five. At Maegashira one, he could have done a lot worse, but it's probably worth noting that of those six wins, only one came from a higher rank than him. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it shows he's not quite keeping up with Sanyaku yet. He's not quite ready to go there. You know, so he'll he'll fight in a similar position next time, I've but had down. A, I've had to think about it and I'm fully prepared to give him this basho as a recovery basho. Yeah, emotional recovery. Emotional recovery. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so hard for him that last time and with the playoff and everything, it wasn't even just a loss on the final day. It was the whole play out of that. Yep. And yep. like it's okay to take some time to get over that. You've got to get st- <laughs> Come to me is yeah. I mean, I'm trained as a psychologist. Yeah, you are. Come yeah. to me, Takiyasi. Talk about your problems. I'll fix. We'll go back into July. July's fine, but when we're there in September, that's when I really want you to just go for it. Takiyasi, you show in September. I'm calling it now. All right. So I don't want to put you on the spot, mm. but what's the one piece of advice you would give Takiyasu in his preparation for July? Go and have some good meals with your mum because your mum's mm. a legend. Yep. 
She's so cool. She's so supportive. The family seems lovely. But are you suggesting that he hasn't had enough meals oh, with his mum recently? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure about the how often he's had meals with his mum. Oh, that makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. But maybe it's not enough. Maybe yep. he needs a little bit more family time. He's got a beautiful uh, family. We know that as well. New child, relatively new. I think it's about family time. Okay. Like take your... Take your focus off sumo. That's what I know about. Oh, gee, hang on. Oh, this, oh, is a con- this is a very controversial <laughs> stance you're taking here. I don't know. Like sometimes it's about shifting your focus, isn't it, and finding finding some joy in another area. Does he need to just really find his joy in his family? And then that'll transfer into sumo. Well, I would like, I'm going to take the opposite stance here. I think Train he, more. <laughs> no, he needs to move back to the hair. Yeah. Cut off contact with the family. Oh, no. No, get back into no, sumo. no, no. Takiyasu 69, Chiyoshima, same score. <laughs> All right, up next, we had Shimonoumi up against Komasubi Daisho. Shimonoumi did really, really well here to withstand a vicious barrage of attacks from Daisho. Shimonoumi, he was working his way under the uh, arms of Daisho, but Daisho here, he had the awareness to slap down an incoming Shimonoumi attack before stepping back onto the bales and slapping Shimonoumi to the ground. Hataki Komi win for Komasubi Daesho. Very important for Daesho. He's put himself in the game on 11 and 4. He takes a really small moment here with a closed eye to appreciate that he uh, might be in the Yusho race. All depends on Terunofuji now. But what he has done is also given himself a huge chance to go up to Sekiwake in July. Yeah, well, I think that 11-4 from Komasubi almost guarantees it. The last person to do it was a rikishi also named Daesha, who did it back in July 2020, went 11-4 at Komasubi, then went to Sekiwake. Yeah, so even if both Sekiwake, so we know Wakataka Kage will stay, even if Abi stays as well, I mean, this is a huge uh, case for a extra Sekiwake position for Daesho, huge for him at Komasubi, 11-4. Shimonoumi, though, how does his uh, lady Shimonoumi feel about Makakoshi? Well, he's gone Makakoshi, and from what I've heard overnight on the dark web, Shimonoumi, he was up late last night organising his Bucks party. Ooh, and that's... he needed to do a site visit, and he went oh. to a venue called Womb. <laughs> In Shibuya, it's about 10 minutes walk from the station. They they don't open until 10 p.m. So, but he had to go there, he had to see it. Womb was rated number 40. Are you saying womb? Womb. Okay. Well, it's the name of the club. Okay. It's, it was ranked number 47 in DJ Mag's top 100 nightclubs. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with that list, but. Uh, I'm not. You're not. I am. I mean, I've been to most of them. Getting 47 is a huge thing. They play house, techno, drum and bass. Uh, Apparently he booked the VIP balcony, which overlooks the main dance floor. But, I mean, it would have been a late night for Shimonumi here and it reflected in his sumo today. I reckon I can see where the problem lies (laughs) for Shimonumi. He finishes on seven and eight. Komasubi Daesho, love that for him. It's 11 and four. 
Hope you have a good Bucks night. Shimana Umi. Komasubi Hoshoryu up next against Magashira to Kiribayama. Hoshoryu, he got the Uwate grip right hand outside. Kiribayama with the inside left. Hoshoryu, he pushes forward. Kiribayama mounted a strong defense. So then Hoshoryu, he decided to go super low. Both these guys can go low. Hoshoryu, he went lower. He really burrowed in, grabbed the Maimawashi. So he's got both hands on at this point, and that's fine, but to be so low um, with Kiribayama in control, I feel like that's not a great idea, and indeed it wasn't. Kiribayama could find the right hand on the belt and twisted Hoshoryu down. Yeah, I, I don't think this was a deliberate ploy for Hoshoryu to find mm. himself in this Enho-style position yep. of being that low. It's not his style of sumo, and really once Kiribayama, as you said, got the hand on the belt, it was a matter of time. Let's look at the positives. For Hoshoryu, he's still 8-7. Yep, it's fine. It's his second basho at Komasubi. He'll stay there. He stays there at 8-7. Kiribayama, um, though. Magashira, too. 10-5. and five. We've just heard that Daisho might be vacating Komasubi for a, a little Sekiwake slot. So I think uh, Komasubi is Kiribayama's now because Ichinojo, no Magashira one, uh, and the Takeyasu. other is Takeyasu. Yep. And, look, Kiribayama... It's been quite an effort. He's beaten Anozeki, both Sekiwake, and mm. he just cut a path through the upper Maegashira ranks. A well-deserved 10 and 5. Yep. Kiribayama, I still don't know how he does it, but he does it. <laughs> Hoshoryu, Komasubi, 8 and 7. Well, we're in to the final uh, stages of this basho. We have Sekiwake Wakataka Kage up against Sekiwake Abi. Abi? Coming into this one, seven and seven, he needs this win to retain that Sekiwake position. What does Wakataka Kage have to fight for? Pride. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. Uh, he's he's very much about pride, I feel, Wakataka Kage. Completely agree. And can I tell you, this one absolutely lit up the Kokugikan crowd. Abi came out hot. He attacked Wakataka Kage high with thrusting attacks. Wakataka Kage then went on to survive three genuine uh, scares on the bales. Abi was just with him, just would not relent. But Wakataka Kage survived, then they locked up. But it was Wakataka Kage who broke, pulled Abi back with the left hand and dragged him around towards the bales. Wakataka Kage then launched himself at Abi to confirm the win, Oshidashi. A very... Excellent win to Wakataka Kage. I've just awarded uh, Daesho's Komasubi position to Kiribayama, but now I think Abi might have to drop down to it because he is seven and eight. He is Makakoshi. This was a very important Sekiwake battle here. I did love the tender moment between them at the end mm. with Wakataka Kage keeping Abi up on the doyo. It's okay. Well, cradle you still in Sanyaku. <laughs> well, there was a sense of mutual respect, I thought. There, there. was. There yeah. absolutely was. And I felt for Abi here. I mean, he, he tried really well. He had a number of answers actually after his initial attack didn't work, but Wakataka Kage outplayed him. Sanyaku, it's so <laughs> unforgiving. He put up a great fight, Abi. The crowd went bananas. Oh, they, for this. they loved this sumo. Yeah, really amping up. Yeah. So Wakataka Kage, he finishes on nine and six. I feel like that's lucky for him. It looked a little bit touch and go. He got a crucial for Sancho at one point and uh, then went from there. 
Sekiwake Wakataka Kage coming on top of the Sekiwake battle, nine and six, and Abi seven and eight. Ozeki Takakesho coming into this on Nana Shonana High, seven and seven against Ozeki Shodai. We know that Shodai is not in good form, but what can he pull out today? I cannot tell you about this bout because (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing is a bit of a blur. blur. Yep. What it ended up in, there was a lot of slapping and moving around. I was doing a lot of screaming. Mm. And then Takakesho, first of all, number one, I thought Takakesho stepped out. So I, I was screaming mostly about that. Well, hang on. You, you're using the term I. We, we were screaming. Okay. Thank you for participating with me in this. <laughs> and then Takakesho tumbled Shodai down to the ground. But I had thought that Takakesho had stepped, stepped out, out ages before. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was really, really clear. So that's all I'd focused on. That's all I uh, would focus on. I refuse to write a description of that. Mm, mm. <laughs> a monoe was called. I don't know why the monoe was called if they didn't think that he had stepped out. But then when they showed the footage for the monoe. Well, it was funny the the. Georgie went across to one of the shimpan, almost said, this has to be Monoe. Right. Did you see? I'm not sure no. if you saw that. They, they called it and, look, NHK struggled to show the right part of the bout no. here. <laughs> and the commentators were like, a little bit earlier. A little bit a little earlier. A little bit earlier. And then they just said, oh, you can't show it. No. So we go into the Monoe result not having seen a replay of that moment that you identified where we thought Takakesho stepped out. The decision was upheld. Uh, Takakesha was given the win. Then we saw the replay. What we saw then was Shorai forcing Takakesho onto the Tawara. I mean, not only stepping up on it, but rolling his foot over it. Like, it seemed impossible here that he didn't touch the dirt outside, but he didn't. Yeah, it actually looked like he didn't. But what was really weird was that they didn't show this moment for the replay, I just, if anything, makes me a conspiracy theory <laughs> uh, person in sumo, this was. It was just so weird because Hakaku, he was the head shimpan. He got up and he was like, no problem, it's Takakesho's win. We don't have three Kataban Ozeki. We're not even entertaining <laughs> the prospect. You I guys can it. get out of yep. here. And, you know, then they showed the replay that, actually probably upheld Takakesho's win. The whole thing was just weird and I'm really not on board for any of that conspiracy stuff, but this time it was it was really strange. I well, didn't like how this played out. Look, it was just a bit strange that we didn't get the right replay for the whole time. Yeah. Look, but but when you just radio in and go show that bit. A bit earlier. Like bit they earlier. know that they're professionals. They do it every day. They show Monoe every day. Except when they decide not to do Monoe because Takaku <laughs> tells them not to. Look, at the end of the day, they got the call right though. Mm. Takakesho, while he was absolutely riding the bales there, he did stay in. Oh, yes, it looked like, but usually they go like real ah, zoom. Good point. They go zhut, zhut, good point. Zhut with the zoom. That's a they very. They didn't go that close. That's a very good point. The only replay we saw was from a distance, and you're right to see that puff of dirt. Yeah. You need to be in close. I actually. I feel like this is to keep Takakesho. Okay. Well, if I'm going to go with you here. Yeah. 
if... I don't want to. You know, I know you don't want to, but if this is the case, what do I make of UFOs? Yeah. Well, are they think, real? Well, I, I, I actually think you think that UFOs are more real than I do. You believe in like... No, I you've don't. You've seen a ghost. Hey, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> They've hey, seen well, a ghost on. and we have hang to tell on. a story because it's such no, a no, good no, story. No, 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 but hang on. Firstly, ghosts and UFOs are different things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How can we go straight to ghosts? Because <laughs> I love your ghost story. I saw it's so something. Scary. I saw something. It's so scary. It's quite scary. It was in Japan too. It was in Japan, yeah. I saw something I can't explain to this day. I don't want to talk about it now. No. It'll be on our Patreon, yeah. our, our ghost stories <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, okay, but UFO, UFO, <laughs> um, do you believe in extraterrestrial uh, life? I, I do. I, I think with the vastness of the universe, yeah. it's inevitable. Yeah. But do I believe they've visited Earth? Oh, Probably not. Absolutely. Who would bother? No, nah, who would bother? <laughs> Earth sucks. Yeah. I mean, with the, you know, no, I, I, I don't know, maybe, but probably if there's evidence it's not on Reddit. Mm. Let's move on. I've spent a lot of time in um, the Reddit. Yeah, UFOs. UFOs. Yeah, yeah. I have too. I mean, I, I, I think I subscribe to it. And it, they, I mean, how can we be in 2022 and the video quality of these UFOs <sighs> be so bad? I mean, it's the same in Reddit Paranormal. Just video a ghost and be done with yeah, it. Yeah, let's be done with it. Where are we up to? Um... So Tokyo Kosho, he finishes <laughs> he finishes on eight and seven. We don't know how, but he's done it. I mean, I'm happy for one of the Ozeki. I happy in yeah, inverted I know. commas. Yeah. What do you mean the, inverted commas? Uh well I think he stepped out. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stepped out. I think, I think ghosts are real. Yeah. In nineteen fifties in the in Zoe's school. Oh Zoe's yeah. School. A friend of ours. <laughs> Dad saw a UFO yeah. and it's well documented. Anyway, yeah. let's stay on track here. <laughs> Ozeki Takakesho gets his Kachikoshi 8 and 7, retains his Ozeki status, the only Ozeki <laughs> to not be Kataban in July. Ozeki Short Eye 5 and 10. And if you're going to go Kataban, go 5, 10. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Just commit to it. That brings us to our last bout. So much on the line. You wouldn't think it with the way we're talking about it. Yokozuna Terunofuji can take this show if he can beat Ozeki Mitakumi. And look, this was a joke, this bout. Terunofuji got straight on the belt, delivered Mitakumi over the bales, takes his seventh show. unbelievable effort from Terunofuji. Yeah. It's so impressive from him. As we've said a number of times, some podcast said that he should go Kyujo after day two or day three or something. That person sounded a lot like you. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> do you do other sumo podcasts or is it this podcast? <laughs> oh, just this one. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm an idiot. I said he should go Kyujo and he absolutely should not have. He just needed a couple of days to adjust and... <laughs> Sure, there was a, a bit of a crumbling of the walls, the sumo walls around him, but he stood firm. He bounced back from injury despite that tricky start and he overtakes Kakuryu now with the number of Yusho. So yeah. Kakuryu had six, um, a very respected Yokozuna. And so now Terunofuji, I feel like even though he's he's got there late and he's got there with injury, like 
he'll go down in history now for sure as, you know, a solid Yokozuna. Look, I've got to say, when they flashed up the You Show announcement on NHK this evening and said that it was his seventh, I, I was like, surely not his seventh. Mm. Terafuji, I think, you know, as you said, coming off injury last time around, I don't want to say he flew under the radar, but I, I had a feeling, you know, from about last weekend. Yeah, you that, called it. Yeah. You called it last week. There actually. are a lot of exciting stories going on around Aoyama, around Takanosho, around Daesho, but he was just very, very consistent. And Terunofuji is doing what a Yokozuna needs to do. Yeah. Just rack up those wins day after day. Yeah. And just look amazing when yeah. he does it. It really was up to the others to take it from him. Yeah. I now realise in hindsight, mm. even though we look for those stories and we look for, you know, the Sadnomi you show or something, it's it's not going to happen because, I mean, not that it's not, it has happened in the past, but it's more unlikely to happen because Terunofuji is, is just so strong and I guess we're distracted by the Ozeki at this time. But Terunofuji just standing up. I mean, he won his first Yusho in 2015 when he was back in the day. Was it you did that from Sekiwake? From Sekiwake, yeah. so 12 and 3. And then uh, the second came at that Mogashira 17 yeah. rank. That was absolutely crazy in 2020. And sure, that was, you know, he fought a lot of lower guys there, but he um, backed it up just so, so quickly with his third in March of 2021, and then we went from there. Now we've really catapulted into the future. It's interesting. I, I think we were, you know, part of us were thinking a Tucker North Shore you show would be great here. Yeah, yep. But look, a playoff between Tucker North Shore and Terana Fuji, yep. I don't think would have gone any differently. Yep. Terana Fuji was always going to win this you show. Yep, yep. And it was lovely to see him come up and accept his prizes and his speech. You know, he's been through so much. He's triumphed. It really is a human spirit story and we should all take a lot of heart from that. And it's lovely to see him grab his seventh Yusho. So that is Natsu Basho wrapped up. We're done. Sumo Manichi out. No, <laughs> we'll... Uh, thank you, everyone, for your support. If you'd like to um, contribute via PayPal at sumomanichi at gmail.com. Um, thank you, everyone, for your coverage. Thanks for joining us on uh, our Jurio commentary. We missed the first day because we mucked up time zones. Yeah, we went into daylight savings <laughs> and just completely <laughs> got the time wrong. Um, and, and thank you to the the amazing community that are around this podcast. Yep. I don't think without you, we probably wouldn't still be doing it. Um, so thanks so much for your continued support yep. of this crazy idea that we do every day. Yeah. We've got a lot of emails and messages, particularly this Basho throughout. And it's, it's just so lovely. It's really excellent to correspond with everyone. So please keep sending us messages through. Um, we're always on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, not so much. <laughs> What's our TikTok presence like? Oh, TikTok. Uh, I this... play Ludislavski songs on the piano. <laughs> it's Neutron Girl if you want to watch my TikToks. <laughs> it's just weird Polish piano music. 
On that note. On that note. <laughs> maybe it's time to head to July. We will see you for our Banzuke episode. And um, then on from there. My name's Amy. I'm here with Dave. We're Sumo Manichi and we are out. Bye. Bye. Yeah.